And uh, how many people know that it is finished? Amen. Jesus has finished the work. He has risen from the dead. He has defeated the enemy. So, you know, you may be in a battle today. Maybe you've been battling some things this year. Maybe you've been battling some health issues. Maybe you've been battling some financial issues. Maybe you've been battling some issues in relationships. I'm just going to say to you today, it is finished. Glory to God that Jesus paid the price so that we can walk in victory in every area of our lives. Do you believe that today? Praise God. So, so uh, you know, in, in this time of year, you know, a lot of times we need, to, we need to ask ourselves, who do we believe Jesus is? Who, who do you say that Jesus is? I, I, I'm, I'm more motivated, you know, around this time to witness to people, to talk to people about Jesus I witnessed to a young man yesterday. He was 14 years old. He was in front of my house, and I just felt led. He had a skateboard, and I used to skateboard. So I asked him if I could use a skateboard. I showed him a few tricks, and uh, praise God, it just astounded him. And uh, then I just talked to him about the Lord, you know, asked him, you know, does he know what tomorrow is about? What? He said, oh, yeah, the Easter Bunny. Amen. I'm telling you, I think there's more people that believe in the Easter Bunny than they, do, than they believe in Jesus. More people are more psyched up about the chocolate bunny. And, you know, I'm not against chocolate bunnies. I bought one for my kid and ate half of it. So uh, I'm not against chocolate bunnies, chocolate Easter eggs. We all love that kind of stuff. Amen. But, you know, I'm more interested about the resurrection of Jesus Christ. Amen. Jesus has read, was rose from the grave. Amen. He's seated at the right hand of the Father. And so we have to ask ourselves in this day and age, who do we believe that Jesus is? I mean, who are you saying that Jesus is? And, and in Matthew 16, Jesus was talking to his disciples. And it's interesting to me, Jesus wanted to know what people said about him. You know, uh, you know, it's interesting. He wanted to know that what, what were people saying about him and his ministry? You know, we should, even with ourselves, we should be aware of how we live our lives. And really, what are people saying about us? Are they saying that we're God-fearing, God-loving people? Are they, are they seeing fruit in our lives, the fruit of Jesus being ready? Are they seeing Jesus in us? You know, it's, you know we want to have a good report with the, with the world, amen? We want the world to know. I mean, I, would, I want the world to know that I serve a living Jesus, that I have a living faith. How many people have a living faith out here? Hallelujah. Praise God. I have a living faith. And you know, I'm telling you, we need to be thinking about Jesus. We need to be thinking about the resurrection every day of our lives. Every time you get up, praise God. Amen. So Jesus in Matthew 16, 13 through 20, Jesus came to region of, uh, if you want to turn there, you can. I'm just going to read this. When Jesus came to the region of Caesarea of Philippi, he asked the disciples, saying, Who do men say that I, the Son of Man, am? So they said, Some say John the Baptist, some Elijah, others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. And I guess in that culture, they believed that people could come back and uh, you know, um, from, you know, their past life. And we know that that's not really, that's bogus. We know that there's no reincarnation. We know the Bible actually says that, you know, once a person dies, then the judgment. So, you know, there's no such thing as being reincarnated. I heard one person said that they believed they were a tree, year, you know, in the past, you know. 
and you know they were talking to somebody and they and that person was a Christian they didn't really want to you know they said well what do you think you who you were and they said well I don't believe in that I'm a Christian and they said no really just humor me and that person said I believe I was a dog in the past around your tree okay but we anyway we'll just continue uh, but you know what? There is no reincarnation. You know, this is your life, what you are today. You are not somebody that came back from the past. You are an original, praise the Lord. You're a one of a kind. You know, you're not, some, you're not somebody from the past. You, God has made you an original, amen? amen? And so really, you're one of a kind and you're an individual. Praise. I, I thank God when we get saved, we don't lose our personalities. I'm glad that we are personal. Personalities are enhanced. Okay, praise God. I know some of you are saying, all right. Uh, amen. That we become new creations in Christ. So he says here, he says, um, uh, who, do you, who do men say that I am? And, and they said, some say this and some they Now, they weren't saying that. They were saying some of the people that believed um, that. And he said to them, but who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter answered and said, you are the Christ, the son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said to him, blessed are you, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my father who is in heaven. And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. And I'll give you the keys of the kingdom of heaven, and whatever you bind on earth will be bound in heaven, and whatever you loose on earth will be loosed in heaven. Then he commanded disciples that they should tell no one that he was Jesus, the Christ, or the Anointed One. And so we know that there are some denominations has built a whole doctrine on the fact that Peter is the rock of the church. But really, it's the revealed revelation knowledge that Jesus is the son of God. That is the pinnacle. That is the rock. That is what we believe that Jesus is the son of God. That is what we believe, that he is the son of God, the sinless, spotless lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the world for you and for me. Praise God. He was slain. And we have to remember that because the enemy wants us to throw out our faith, wants us, you know, he's moving on some people today through doctrines of demons, through teachings saying that Jesus isn't who he said he was. Jesus didn't do what they say he did. And, you know, there's many people are coming up with excuses, trying to say that Jesus isn't who he says he was, what he said he did, what they say that happened. But I believe that Jesus is who he said he was, what he did. You know, they never disputed the miracles of Jesus. They never disputed that fact. All they did was blame the miracles on the fact that they said that Jesus had a devil. But they never disputed the miracles. The Pharisees, Sadducees never disputed the miracles of Jesus. Jesus did miracles. He raised people from the dead. He turned water to wine. He, he fed 5,000 with his, a, a few loaves of bread and some fish. He did mighty miracles. There's no dispute over that. What is, who's the Jesus you serve? Are you serving a religious Jesus? Are you serving just an Easter Jesus? Are you, or are you serving a living Jesus? Are you serving a Jesus that's alive in your life every day? Is he alive in you today? 
And so we see here that Jesus is the Son of God. And what was interesting to me is that Jesus' whole goal was to make sons and daughters of us. In other words, to bring us into the family of God. You know, Jesus calls us brethren. That's powerful. We're, we're his brethren. We're sons and daughters of the Most High. Jesus calls his father our father. We have a heavenly father. Isn't that wonderful? Jesus was able to translate us out of the kingdom of darkness into his dear son's kingdom of love. We're in a new family today. That's powerful. You're not in the old family. You're not, you know, you're not just because you have biological parents and maybe they pass down some hereditary hereditary traits. You know, I'm saying you got a new bloodline and and that curse has been broken. If it was a curse in your family, it's broken in Jesus name. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Every curse, maybe it's alcoholism, maybe it's drug addiction, maybe it's something else. I'm telling you that curse is broken by the blood of Jesus. So when Jesus, um, uh, John, if you, let's look at John, first, uh, Gospel of John 19, 28 through 30. This is Jesus hanging on the cross. And, you know, they did all kind of manners of evil. They crucified him. And Jesus said, after this, this is John 19, 28 through 30. After this, Jesus, knowing that all things were now accomplished, that the scripture might be fulfilled, said, I thirst. You know, Jesus had seven sayings on the cross. This is one of his sayings. He thirsts. You know, when you're on the cross, you're losing blood. And when you lose blood, you get thirsty. And so, you know, I believe that that was a spiritual thirst as well. Because, you know, I believe everything that he, you know, was afflicted with on the cross and with the stripes that he received was for our benefit, for our blessing. Amen. Glory to God. And, you know, he thirsts so we don't have to. He became thirsty on the cross so that we could be filled with his love. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? That's good news for me. Because, you know, Jesus said, the water that I'll give you, it will be water that will spring up like a wellspring, and it will water you forever. Everlasting water. The Bible says in Revelation, whoever wants to come to the waters, the living waters and drink to receive eternal life, whoever would like to come to the waters. That means that the whole world, uh, the whole blessing of salvation is not just for a few. It's not just for a few selected folks, but it's for the whole world. For God so loved the world. Praise God. I'm glad that, that, you know, yes, Christianity is inclusive and exclusive. And what I mean by that, that it's exclusive because there's no other way to God but Jesus. Buddha wasn't the way. Muhammad's not the way. Uh, Harry Krishner's not the way. Uh, you know, uh, Mickey Mouse is not the way. No, Jesus is the only way. It's exclusive. It excludes every other religion. It, it, it excludes, and that's what makes people mad. Surely there must be other ways to heaven. Surely there must be other paths. Gee, if it was, Jesus would have said so. Jesus said, all those that come before me and after me are thieves and robbers. Talking about those that are trying to tell you there's a different way to God, but the only way to God is through His Son, Jesus. He is the way, He is the truth, and He is the life. He is the door. Yes. 
Are you hearing what I'm saying today? He's your way out. Amen. He's, he's, he's the truth. He is not just, he doesn't just speak the truth. He is the truth. He testifies the truth and he is the truth. He's the alpha and the omega, the beginning and the end, the author and finisher of your faith. Glory to God. We serve a living God. We serve a living Jesus. And that Jesus is abiding in each one of us. None of us should be downcast. None of us should be depressed. Because the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells in us. Quickens and makes makes alive our mortal bodies by his spirit that dwells in us. That's what you need to do when the alarm clock goes off at 7 o'clock or 6 o'clock. The same spirit, praise. I'm getting up, praise the Lord. Almost fell down here. Amen. You know, when, when they were trying to cap, capture Jesus and when they came into the Garden of Gethsemane, they came in, and all the soldiers came in, and they said, uh, and Jesus said, who are you seeking? And they said, we're seeking Jesus of Nazareth. And he said, I am. And they all fell down. The power of God just came. You think, wow, man. And then he said again, who are you seeking? And they, and he, and, and they said, Jesus. He said, here I am, you know. And, and he allowed them to take him in. Jesus allowed these people to take him. He had the power to call a legion of angels. It reminds me of the movie of Superman. Anybody ever seen that movie of Superman? It was two years, I think it was about two years old. But he had them, uh, allowed them to put handcuffs on him. You know, he just snapped those handcuffs. You know, he, he, he sacrificed. Anybody watch Superman? Okay, we got some folks in here. Amen. And he allowed them to take him in. But you know, Jesus was the same way. He, he allowed them to arrest him. He allowed those people. He went willingly to the cross. He was ready to go to the cross. They did. They, they, yeah, the Bible says they took him by force, but he actually allowed them. He could have called 10,000 angels. He could have called a legion of angels. One angel can destroy a city. Just think what a legion of angels could do. Could have destroyed this world in in a New York second. So I just thank God that Jesus already set his, his face like flint to the cross. And so he said, I thirst. The vessel full of sour wine was sitting there, and there filled a sponge with sour wine, and put it on his top, and they put it to his mouth. So when Jesus had received the sour wine, he said, It is finished. And bowing his head, he gave up his spirit. But this is, you know, a lot of people say, Well, that's it. Jesus completed his task. But actually, that was part one of what he did. Actually, there are some more things that Jesus did. To com- and Jesus is still fulfilling his ministry today. So you can say, That was part one. Amen. And so we see that he bowed his head. And so Jesus, um, really, in his life that he walked, he walked this life perfectly. You know, he didn't deserve to go to the cross. He was the perfect man. He, the Bible says he fulfilled the law of the prophets perfectly. In other words, Jesus never sinned. Jesus is the sinless God man. He was challenged by the devil every which way and he never sinned. He's the perfect lamb of God. 
So he fulfilled his ministry. He did miracles. He was born of a virgin, did miracles, praise God. He talked about the kingdom of God. He warned people about hell, glory to God. He did everything he did. And then he went to the cross and he paid the price for us. But there is more. There is, somebody say, there is more. There is more. Amen. And in 2 Corinthians 5, uh, 21, amen, it says that, uh, that actually that he became sin so that we could become the righteousness of God. A lot of people say, well, Jesus died on the cross. So did two other thieves. They died on the cross. That really must not have been that bad. But you don't understand this. When Jesus went to the cross, it was more than just him dying on a cross like a sinner. That What happened was God placed the sin of the world on Jesus. The entire sin of the world came upon Jesus that day day. It wasn't just him being crucified like a natural man. No, the sin of the world came on him. He became sin. He was transformed into sin that day. And when he was transformed into sin, that that opened the door for us to have the gift of righteousness. Look at this, you know, because, you know, we were sinners and we're transformed into new creations in Christ. Old things are passed away and all things have become new. We are transformed beings. Jesus was transformed to sin that day on the cross. And in 2 Corinthians 5.21, it says, For he made him who knew no sin to be sin for us, that we might become the righteousness of God in him. In other words, righteousness, we don't work for our righteousness. You can't be good enough to be righteous in God's eyes. It's only the blood of Jesus that makes us righteous. It's believing. It's called the law of faith. We believe in the blood of Jesus. We believe in what Jesus did. It can't, no man of works, no amount of giving, no amount of going to church, doing good works, just being a good person, that doesn't get it. It's us believing that Jesus' blood paid the price for our sins and putting our faith and trust in the blood of Jesus. Good thing you guys are back there because I'm spraying it more than I'm saying it. I'm spending cotton today. <laughs> I'm excited. Praise the Lord. Jesus, listen, Jesus bore the curse on the cross for us so that we could have the blessings of Abraham. Jesus became a curse on the cross for us so that we wouldn't have to be cursed. Isn't that wonderful news today? In other words, Jesus transferred the curse off of us so that we could have the blessings of God, so that we could have the blessings of Abraham. Think about that. And so that's what the Word of God says in Galatians 3.13. It said, Christ has redeemed us from what? From the curse of the law. Having become a curse for us, for his ring curses everyone who hangs on the tree. And so you might be asking yourself today, what is the curse, Pastor? Well, I'm glad you asked. 
Number one, the curse is spiritual death. The day that Adam and Eve sinned, they lost their spiritual life with God. And they turned over. They bowed their knee to Satan. They committed high treason to God. And they were translated out of the kingdom of God's blessings into the cursed kingdom. This world is cursed. This world has a curse on it. Amen. But you know what? Jesus had put a blessing and because he went to the cross has put a blessing on each one of us so that our blessing can enhance this cursed world. So wherever we go, maybe it's your job and it may be a little curse over there where you're walking in with the blessings of God and the blessings will overcome the curse at your job. Do you believe that today? You got to believe you got to believe you're blessed. You got, you know, the enemy will sometimes try to make you think you sometimes you're going through a trial. Sometimes you're not seeing the, the blessings of God. The promises don't seem to be there. You're not seeing the rain. And, and the enemy will try to make you think you're cursed. He will try to make you think you're in a bad situation, that God has left you. No, God has, will never leave you. He will never forsake you. He is always faithful when we're faithless. And even though you may look cursed today, even though it may look like the blessings are not there, the blessing is there. And the blessing is working. As long as you get up every morning, you have the blessing of life on you. You are blessed and not cursed. So here, Jesus bore the curse so that we could bear the blessing. Amen. Let me preach over here. Jesus bore the curse. Yes. So that we can bear the blessing. Amen. So really the curse is threefold. Uh, It's it's, uh, spiritual death. It's sickness and poverty. Amen. So what is the blessing? It's threefold as well. It's eternal life. It's divine health. And it's wealth and provision. Think about that. That's what we received when Jesus went to the cross. We received a new life. We didn't receive religion. We didn't receive a bunch of rules and regulations. No, we received life. True life is to know the Father. That's true eternal life, what the Bible says. It's in relationship with the Father. Jesus said that in the end day or in the day of judgment, there's going to be people that come, uh, will be judged at the throne room of God, the great white throne, and they're going to say, but Jesus, or they're going to say, Jesus, we did this in your name, we did that in your name, we did a lot of religious things, we went to church, we paid some tithes, we did this, and Jesus is going to say to them, uh, depart from me. I never knew you. What is that saying? That's saying works can't get us to heaven. Being a good person can't try to be good in our own right does not get us to heaven. No, it's by believing in the blood of Jesus. That doesn't divorce the fact that if we have faith, we should have good works. Because James says without faith, with faith without works is dead. So if you truly have faith, you will have corresponding action with it. If you truly have faith, you will come to church. If you truly have faith, you will pay your tithes. If you truly have faith, you will work in the harvest field for God. If you truly have faith, you will witness to one another. You will try to bless one another. Are you hearing me today? I'm not divorcing the fact that corresponding action does connect with our faith. 
That's why when the enemy tries to get us not to come to church, not to do the works of Jesus, the enemy will come in with condemnation and try to make us think that we're not a Christian any longer. But our Christianity is not based on our work ethic. It's based on our relationship with God. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you? And out of our relationship with God, we serve him. Out of our relationship with God, we do good works. Out of our relationship, is this helping anybody today? We're not doing good works to obtain a relationship. We do good works out of our relationship. Glory to God. Amen. So we see here that the blessing is threefold. Eternal life, divine health, wealth and provision. If you look at, if you really want to know what the curse and the blessing is, look at Deuteronomy 28. And when you look at Deuteronomy 28, you'll find the verse, first 14 uh, verses in Deuteronomy 28 talks about the blessing. You'll be the head and not the tail, the lender, and not the borrower. You'll be blessed in the city and in the field. Uh, it talks about all the blessings of God. And then from 15 all the way down, it talks about all the curses of God. And we're redeemed from the curse. And thank God we have the blessings of God. And all in that list, it talks about all these diseases and all that. Well, thank God Jesus bore that curse. Thank God that Jesus took on his body stripes on his body so that we can be healed. Surely Jesus bore our sicknesses and carried our pains. Yet we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But what? He was wounded for what? Your transgressions and my transgressions. He was bruised for what? Your your iniquities and my iniquities. And what is an iniquity? It's sins that we, we, we're having a hard time escaping from that we do over and over again. Thank God that, that, that his blood still covers that. Yeah. Has anybody ever missed it more than once in one area? Oh, we got somebody. We got, let me get over here. Anybody ever? Amen. Yeah, we have. But thank God his blood covers that. His blood covers us missing it more than once. His blood covers us missing it more than twice. His blood covers us missing it more than three times. Where sin abounds, the Bible says, grace abounds much more. Much more. Are you hearing what I'm saying to you today? Amen. I like what Psalms 103. And a lot of times in the Old Testament, you'll find there's scriptures that actually talks about the blessings, I really believe, of the crucifixion of Jesus. And all through you, all through the Old Testament, you'll see it in the Psalms, you'll see it in Isaiah. It's like a foreshadowing what Jesus did for us. And so here in Psalms 103, it says, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget none of all his benefits. Who forgives all of your iniquities. The blood enables us to have total forgiveness of some of our iniquities. No, of all of our iniquities. The blood enables us, and and Jesus getting stripes on his body, it causes us to have our diseases healed. Who heals all our diseases. Who redeems our life from destruction. The blood of Jesus, I'm telling you, Jesus said it this way. Uh, He said, the gates of hell shall not prevail against the church. You are the church, and no matter what the enemy's trying to do against you, against your relationships, against your finances, against your health, the gates of hell cannot prevail against you. Thank you for tuning into the broadcast today. We never like to end our broadcasts without giving you an opportunity to receive Jesus as your personal Savior. 
So if you don't know the Lord Jesus, if you died right now, you don't know if you'd make it to heaven, just pray this prayer with me. Just say this after me. Say, Dear Lord, I believe Jesus died on the cross for my sins. I believe he was raised from the dead and he's seated at the right hand of the Father. Jesus, I'm trusting you for my life today. I'm, I receive you today as my Lord and Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. If you prayed that prayer, we believe that you got born again. And so we would love to hear from you. Connect with us on our website at www.exceedlifechurch.org. And uh, also, if you have a prayer request, you can also go on that, our website and um, put that prayer request in. We believe that God will, will hear your prayers and answer your prayers. Again, thank you for tuning in today, and God bless you. Tune in next week for the completion of this broadcast. This message is presented to you by Pastor David Lambert and Exceed Life Church in Virginia Beach, Virginia. For more information, visit ExceedLifeChurch.org.